This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. So, I, at one time in my life, I was accepted and allowed, without a tryout, to be in a church choir. Um, I don't think I could make it at Res. I have been, there's been suggestions to that effect from the dean that not, not explicitly, but he's never like asked me to try out or anything. So, um, but I was in I was in a choir at Barnum Community Church in Barnum, Minnesota, a town of 460 people, um, and I sat right next to the best mentor I could ever have singing in the choir. If you're familiar with my Barnum stories, you may know who this is. Willis Penafrock. And sometimes people ask me, did you just make these people up? Like, like, what It's like, oh, these are real people. So I sat next to Willis, and we sang a bass together. And he's the guy that sat next to me, and he pointed out to me, he said, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you see those the, the notes that are going down there on the bottom? Those are our notes. That's what we're supposed to sing. So he, like, actually taught me to almost read music, sort of. So when I sit next to Willis, every time we sing these old hymns, he could never get through them. He would start tearing up. He would start choking up. He would start almost like weeping right in the middle of the hymns. So we're singing these old hymns that I don't really appreciate that much. And, and he would start singing, you know, and when God, his son, us, spirit, gave him, gave him for us in the, the great
the life of this church, to the life of people you've run into in your day who have influenced you and taught you and mentored you and loved you in your faith, to the church globe, to places in little tiny churches in Papua New Guinea where Pastor Papa is starting his church for persons with disabilities, to just Nigeria, to Sao Paulo, Brazil. That is the church where God is making saints. So I thought about this sermon for 20 hours, all 20 hours, I was thinking about it. I thought about three questions. What is a saint? Why would I become one? What's the big deal? Why would I passionately want that to be one of the deepest desires of my heart to become a saint? And then how do I become a saint? What does it mean to be a saint? Well, it's a little confusing because when I was growing up in the Catholic Church, a saint was sort of a super Christian. Somebody officially recognized by the church for their heroic virtue. We read the gospel reading of the Beatitudes, we see these amazing things that pour in spirit, they mourn, they meet, they hunger and thirst for righteousness, they're merciful, especially people that don't really deserve mercy, that nobody thinks should be shown mercy. And, and they were people that had lived in the Beatitudes in a very special way, the church recognizes them. I think it was Cyprian who, in the year 258, was martyred for his faith because he refused to, to make an offering to the, to the Roman gods, who added his knelt for his execution, told his friends to say, this guy that's going to take my head off, give him 25 pieces of gold, plus this man. Who does that? I think of Teresa Babylon as someone who was so captivated by the love of Jesus that she said that, that when the heart is in love with God, it's, it's so happy and joyfully it journeys through the waters of this stormy sea called life. What an attitude to have. I think of a non-Catholic saint, somebody we lift up as sort of this super category of John Stott, who was this British preacher who, and, and Bible scholar who mentored hundreds and hundreds of young leaders, men and women, all over the globe, to become leaders and to become preachers of the gospel. And he did it as a, as a celibate, as a single person. What a role So that's the super category. Then there's the evangelical category of saints, where if you grew up in the evangelical church, you were reminded, well, saints aren't just super people. They're just ordinary people. They're flawed people. They're sinful people. And yet, they're imperfect people. But they're people who have, in our first reading, who are in our first reading, they have redemption through the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us. What incredible news. Maybe you had a bad week this week. Maybe you weren't your best self this week. Have you ever been your best self? Maybe for a few minutes at a time? Were you last week? Probably not. We stumble, we fall, and yet, according to the news of the gospel, in Christ, in him, in the beloved, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. Whether we're super Christians or not. So, which one is it? Is it the super Christian or is it the ordinary Christian? You know what I love about being, being, about being an Anglican? What's the answer? Oh, you get it. Thank you. 
you open your heart to, you work on relationships with other saints or saints in the making. Some of them who are dead, some of them who are right here in rest, some of them who are in the global church, in the developing world, following Jesus in sometimes places of incredible poverty and hardship and persecution. I want to learn from those people. We press in to the life of the church. As the early church said,
So this all saints 2020. Maybe there's one or two steps you can take to say, I'm going to press deeper into the life of the church. Even though it's hard, even though it's imperfect, even though it's not what I want to be. I'm going to press deeper into the life of the church. Maybe call somebody. Maybe ask somebody to pray for you. Maybe reach out and touch somebody in the church. You are not Thanks for listening. Our vision at Church of the Resurrection is to equip everyone for transformation. As part of that vision, we love to share dynamic teaching, original music, and stories of transformation. For more of what you heard today, check out the rest of our podcast. To learn more about our ministry, visit churchres.org.